is up, you guys? Welcome to episode 29 of the Playing the Hand You're Dealt podcast, a podcast of two friends who share their wins, losses, and folds with our everyday lives. But today we have three friends, Today not two. we do. We have our very first guest today joining us. It's a friend of both of ours, and we go way back with him. And today he's helping us discuss the topic of macros and consciously eating to help you get into the body you want. So to say hi, Brennan. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Thank What's you guys up? for having me on the podcast. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, this is also our number one fan, so it's it's I weird know, that he's every day at the gym, man. <laughs> every day? No, I mean I'm caught up. So yeah. Yo, Wait. thank you honestly for listening to oh, our yeah, shit. Definitely. You're it's like great. our only listener every week. <laughs> hey, consistently. I should give me a shirt. Right. <laughs> we need to make shirts first. Do you want to make a donation? Just <laughs> yeah. sponsor him, man. <laughs> All right. So Janelle, you introduced Brennan for our topic. What else, why exactly are we talking about macros and why is Brennan here in particular? Yeah, so you've come a long way with your body and fitness and we definitely want to know more about that with macros being the focus. But before we get into the macros, I want to know like when and how did you start your fitness journey? Um, well, I've always been into athletics and sports and whatnot, but I'm sure you guys know like relationship is real, re- relationship yeah, relationship weight is real. And yeah, towards the middle of my college career, I started really gaining weight and I, I never really noticed. But then sometimes you'll look at old pictures of yourself and you're like, damn. Yeah, yeah it's those pictures pretty, yeah. that get you. I just looked at a picture from 2019. Yo, these cheeks, these cheeks were chubby. I look like a, a friend that we know. I don't even look like myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's something you like don't that. notice. <laughs> yeah, definitely. But yeah, so when I noticed, and then at the time I was watching a lot of... Uh, fitness YouTube, you know, I guess to try to motivate motivate myself, but I never really got up and actually did it. So right. one day when it, it just all clicked to me and I learned a lot in school about, you know, this kind of stuff. So when I started watching these YouTubers, I was really motivated because they were tracking their macros. They were very conscious of what they're eating and making the gym a lifestyle as opposed to uh just something you do. Yeah, just exactly. Uh, you mentioned a lot of YouTubers. Were there any in particular that you want to mention? Yeah, so actually what started me off was the Hodge twins. I don't know if you guys know them, yeah. but they the just Hodge eat. The Hodge twins? Hodge. They live, Hodge. In, they live in Vegas, yeah, I think. Yeah, I actually ran into oh, them at, EO, at EOS a couple times. It's crazy. Those fucking but, dudes are huge. Yeah, so. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they don't really tr- show their fitness a lot. It's mostly eating, but that's what started me off, man. I would watch eating videos, and then it led to working out videos. And yeah, so that was my first experience that really got me to change my life. So it was really like seeing that photo of yourself and like, damn, I gained a lot of weight. And then you just wanted to make that change for your health, for yourself and just be better. Yeah, exactly. And then the the one that actually kept me going as well is a YouTuber named Max Tuning. I've never so, heard of that guy. Is he good? Yeah, yeah. He's just, he's a power lifter. That's why I got into it as well. So Okay. Yeah, that's what got me started. So how far have you come from when you first started to where you are now? Like how much weight have you lost? And yeah. um, So I think the heaviest I've ever weighed myself. So for reference, I'm, I'm 5'7". I was almost 195 pounds. I was like 193 pounds. And right now, I'm 165. Dang, congrats, dude. That's a big, yeah, that's a you, big step. You. I mean, it was a, that's, that was a couple years ago, so... I was at like 195, cut down my lowest to like 160, and then, you know, COVID and stuff happened. I, I kind of ballooned up a little bit again. Ballooned I was, up? I was, I was, yeah, COVID-19. Like 175. Yeah. 
So, you know, I was still not as big as I used to be, but I could feel it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then so started cutting again and just being more conscious of my everyday choices. Also, so you, you mentioned how far you came and you instantly went to weight. What about like your strength and how you just felt? Because it is weight, but ultimately it goes down to like you feel better about yourself. Yeah, you're you're stronger. Harder, man. Let's, uh, let's talk about some lifting. But yeah, um, I feel like as of right now, this is the best I've felt physically. And I feel like it's the best I've looked physically as well. But more importantly, I feel like this is the best I've felt um, mentally. Um, I wouldn't say it's a direct cause of working out and just making healthier habits, but it definitely contributes a lot to how I feel and my mental space right now. And I feel like it's contributed as well to my relationship with people, whether that be friends, girlfriend, family. I feel like everything has just been kind of falling in line as of late. Yeah. Really, they all like go hand in hand with each other. When you start focusing on one, the others get better without even like, Mm-hmm. noticing or trying to in similar past episodes we also talked about the connection between your mental and your physical and i feel like that's what you're stating right now is everything is kind of working maybe not as correlation but without you even knowing it betting your bettering yourself physically is also making you happier and then you can like you said perform better in all these other relationships so that's awesome to hear yeah it is so you've talked about macros and powerlifting helping you get to where you are now. What other things have you done or how exactly have you used those things to help you get to where you are now? So I think one of the biggest things that helped me was really just the passion that I had for powerlifting when I first got into it. Um, I think going to the gym is important, but having a goal set for you when you're going to the gym makes it mm-hmm. a lot easier. Mm-hmm. I always had numbers I was chasing when it came to powerlifting. And I was just trying to be like, you know, the YouTubers I watched, as I mentioned before, just small guys that are lifting heavy weight. Yeah. And so, yeah, with that, it helped a lot. Um, another main thing that helped a lot was buying my groceries. I think by buying groceries, I don't want to waste my money, so I'm going to eat at home. And then when I buy my groceries, I can easily track exactly what I'm eating. And then that's really what helped with uh, doing my macros. Yeah, I'm excited to talk more about macros because I I think the biggest thing I personally struggle with is in the kitchen. <laughs> I can work out and stuff, but the, where it matters most is in the kitchen, and that's where I struggle with the most. I think that's everyone's problem. Yeah. Because working out is fun, but not like making food that may not be the most desirable. Right. Or maybe you're like on a calorie deficit or whatever and you got to reach goals then food kind of becomes like a chore Mm -hmm. so like you said i am definitely interested in macros and that was one hell of a topic opener it was so now we know a little bit about brennan we're glad to have him here as our first guest uh but macros and conscious eating let's just dive right into it right yeah i think that's where we make the biggest differences in the kitchen you can work out all you want but you can't outwork a bad diet and i've said that multiple times before yeah you won't stop saying i know because it's true (laughs) (laughs) so yeah can you tell us what macros are because to be honest i really don't know (laughs) yeah and you don't really have to give like the dictionary.com maybe more of what uh you mentioned here that you were you graduated with a degree and you learned nutrition, you learned kinesiology. You obviously know a little bit more than Janelle and I. So feel free to give your 
like definition of what macros are? Yeah, so to make it simple, macros are pretty much just your protein, your carbohydrates, and your fats. So the macronutrients that your body needs in order to function. Are mac are counting your macros? Is that considered like a diet? Or um, I feel like there's a lot of misconception about macros. Um, I would say, I wouldn't say necessarily it's a diet. Well, I guess it is a diet. Just anything that you're any meal plan that you're setting for yourself or like goals, mm -hmm. right? But why do you yeah. think counting macros is more important or not more important? Or I guess important over any other diet? Because like a lot of these diets, like keto, for example, they don't want you to have any carbs at all. Mm -hmm. right? Yeah, that sounds or crazy. <laughs> I can't. But that's your body's main source of energy. Yeah. You know, I mean, I'm sure people have their arguments as to why it works or whatever, but... For me personally, having like a background in this stuff and even speaking to students like nutrition majors or people that are in that field, they say the same thing about keto. I'm not hating on keto, but... <laughs> All right, Brennan. So ultimately, we know what macros are now and we know why they're important. Now let's move on to tracking them, counting them, uh, why people actually do it why you did it for a little bit, why I did it for a little bit. I don't know. Did... I've never tried it, to be honest. So I'm interested in this part. Yeah, so macros are important. They are nutrients your body needs, the big three. Now, why track them? So for me, the way I started tracking them is because I started off just tracking calories because mm -hmm. I was trying to lose weight. And I guess I was just trying to do it in a quick way, but it was basically – Calories in, calories out, right? So yeah. less calories in, more calories out. Is like what, cal is my goal. So you try to go into a, yeah, a caloric, caloric deficit. deficit. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's how I started off. It was just, and that worked for me for a while, just cutting my calories and then stepping on the scale, it always looked good. But I wanted to get more technical because I was powerlifting. Yeah. So I wanted to make sure I was getting the proper nutrients because I, I would eat like like I was on a caloric deficit. So I really wasn't eating well. I was just making sure I didn't have the. You just making sure you're under that calories. number, right? Exactly. So when I started powerlifting, I wanted to actually get serious about it. So that's why I started tracking proteins, carbohydrates, fats. Um, this just so happened to be during the time I was in college and taking the classes about this kind of stuff. So. That's kind of what started me off. Mm -hmm. And let's see. And it all kind of just aligned for you. Yeah, just all aligned. And I tried it out and it was a really good experience. So in these classes, they were teaching you how to count your macros? Um, they just taught us the, like the breakdown of macros, mm -hmm. how much each macro, how many calories each macro contains, stuff like that. But what made me track them was because of the YouTubers I watched as well. They would always yeah. post like what they would eat in the day and they would use my fitness pal, which is what I used and it helped me a lot. So how exactly do you know like how much protein, how much carbs and how much fats to um, count? That's pretty much just based on each person though, right? Yeah. Or is there like a based general on number? Each, there is a general number, um, but more so it's dependent on the person and their goals. Their goals, right. Yeah, like I've heard a breakdown of like 50%, 20, 30, or 60, whatever. Yeah, so the FDA recommended amount for protein intake is at least, I believe, 0.8 grams per kilogram of body weight. But that's definitely dependent on your goals. Right. Because I personally, I track my protein uh, in my head. 
Uh, right now, because I'm lifting very heavy, I'm going to the gym. I'm doing one pound. What is it? One gram of protein per pound of body body weight. So I'm about one forty five, one fifty. Every day I try to hit one fifty protein, one hundred fifty grams. Carbs, fat. I don't really track too much as long as I hit the protein goal. I'm cool. So. I would say it definitely depends, and correct me if I'm wrong, but it is dependent on your goals and who you are, and like you even said, the caloric deficit versus, uh, what is it called when you're trying to gain weight? Caloric, a lot. <laughs> what is it called? Caloric yeah, surplus. Surplus. Yeah. There you go. So yeah, and you did mention my fitness pal, and is that something you use now? Is that something you used in the past? Yeah, I mean, I don't use it now because I'm not currently tracking my macros. I'm just portioning out my meals. Mm-hmm. But that is definitely something I use. Yeah, that's how I that's how I was able to track my macros. I used exactly everything that was on there. They have everything you need. Like if you have food you need to search up, that's most likely already there. So you don't mm-hmm. have to input any numbers. It's just a very convenient tool when you're watching your fitness and being more conscious. I've tried using it. Uh, maybe not that app, but an app similar. And I don't know if it was just me, but it felt like a lot of work. Yeah, so like I said, I it's hard for me to always remember to track it, always remember to write it down for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. So how do you like get into that habit of tracking it? Like, Do you track it as soon as you're done eating, or at the end of the day, you write down everything that you ate? Like, How did you get into the habit of practicing it every day? Well, I feel like it's just like any other habit like right. that you're trying to, when you're trying to make good habits, there's things you have to do and it just becomes second nature after that point. Mm-hmm. So for me, the way I would do it is I, I would cook my meals. Mm-hmm. And so as I'm cooking my meals, I'm inputting all the ingredients that I put. So I'm also tracking how much okay. like calories and whatnot. Yeah. I'm tracking the calories and macros as I'm cooking it. And then so it makes it easy. While I'm cooking it, I'm inputting my data. And then after that, I can just sit down and eat it. Especially since you meal prep. So it's not like you're doing it for one meal, right? No, I actually don't meal prep. I'm not a fan of meal prep. Really? (laughs) Why is that? Yeah, because I don't know. It's just I don't want to keep eating the same food (laughs) every like, you know, every day pretty much. Mm -hmm. But what I do like to do like the most is I'll cook two servings of a meal and then eat one serving now one serving later like if i'm making pasta i'll make two servings and then i'll make that for lunch because for me personally like i don't mind cooking every single meal mm-hmm. um the only problem is i need to cook for work that's the only meal yeah. prepping i do in Dang, a sense. that's interesting because you and me both have like culinary backgrounds you both like cooking i thought yeah. you would like meal prepping because me personally i hate thinking about what to eat i just like opening my fridge and eating so I don't really mind meal prepping. Yeah, I mean, well, you meal prep like what three days of food? I would say I don't do like an entire week. Yeah. I would do two, three days. Yeah. So like I would go ahead and cook all my chicken, and I'm eating chicken lunch, dinner, lunch, dinner, and then on the third day, something new. So it, I do eat the same shit, but I think it's a uh, by the time that I think I would get tired of it, that's when I yeah. usually run out. See, for me, I don't like to meal prep either, but I like veggie prep. Meaning on Sundays, I'll like cut up all my veggies to make sure they're ready to go when I'm ready to cook. Instead of when I'm ready to cook, I got to cut everything up, do all this extra shit. Instead, I dedicate one day to cut everything up, make sure they're ready in the fridge. And then when it's time to cook, I just grab what I need and it's ready to be thrown in. I need to try that because I don't eat enough veggies, I think. Yeah? Yeah. Because, I mean, prepping it is a lot of work too. Yeah, exactly. That's why I dedicate one whole last day. Everything's prepped, chicken, everything's cut up. 
And then when it's time to cook, it's just ready to be thrown in. It's like meal prepping your rice. Right. But I mean, I'm <laughs> just cooking like a bunch you, of rice. You, you, uh, what'd you say about getting sick of it? Like, Oh, yeah. Like, I don't mind it mm-hmm. uh, as long as it's not extended. I used to meal prep for an entire week. Uh, oh, my roommates goodness. know, like, I would cook, like, 40 eggs. And every God day, maybe, maybe, like, maybe, like, 30. <laughs> and then every so day, I would eat, like, four hard-boiled eggs for breakfast, four hard-boiled eggs for breakfast. And then I would do that throughout the week. You but just boil get... that in the bathtub or what? <laughs> <laughs> I, I got a big ass walk. <laughs> Wait, so you like to prep your boiled eggs? I used to, yeah. See, I couldn't I can't do that. I like that shit like fresh. But what you do morning. is you don't uh you don't peel it. You keep it in the shell. Okay. Because if you peel it, then it starts to smell bad after like yeah. two, three days. But that's something I used to do. Something with my chicken, right? So I would have a big ass pan. Eight chicken breasts, and I would flavor these, flavor these, flavor these, all different. Yeah. So I'm eating chicken, but it's going to be different flavors. So that's something that you can kind of do. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, I eat the same stuff too, but it's just I prep it every time. And it's like I'll choose different things each day. It's like so. different flavor and variations yeah. of it. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's I like, like four flavors of oatmeal, man. <laughs> like one thing you said with the pasta. So I'm cooking pasta maybe tonight. That's going to be my lunch and dinner for like three days. Yeah. Damn. Two days, okay, three days. Yeah. Because I'll just, like I said, I'll do two servings of pasta. I'll have one for lunch and then lunch the next day. You know what I mean? Just whatever meal I can't cook, that's when I'm eating the, the food I prepped. Nice. But yeah. All right. So now we talked about the macros as well as a little bit about a meal prep. And since Brennan does know more about us, I do want to ask him some theoretical questions. And hopefully he'll be able to help us out and maybe even anyone listening who may be finding themselves in a situation that I talk about. Okay, so are you ready? Yeah. Okay, so uh, give me a name. Jeffrey. All right, Jeffrey is 28 years old. He's a hefty fella, right? Uh, He's newly single and he wants to lose some weight. Uh, Maybe not so much about the muscle, but let's say he does want to lose a little bit of weight. If we're strictly talking macros, what should he focus on? Should he be focusing on uh, a specific macro to cut on or just caloric deficit, like a mixture of both, as well as like, of course, exercise. But let's just talk about food here. What would be good for Jeffrey who's just trying to lose some weight? I think I would recommend him to just focus on his caloric intake. Mm -hmm. If like if he in. If he down the line wants to start tracking macros, I feel like it's easier if you start with your calories because it's not like you're kind of getting a feel for it before you dive in. So, you dip your toes before you Yeah, exactly. Okay. That makes sense. <laughs> so, yeah, he – I mean, let's see. What tools do I use? I'm trying to figure out. Well, not really what tools, but it's like, all right, Jeffrey, overweight, wants to lose a little bit of weight. I do like your idea about the calories. Yeah. And then maybe macro isn't really too important. Yeah, I feel like, especially at that time, it's not important. And if he's just casually trying to do it, I feel like even starting off just portioning your meals, you know, like mm-hmm. being more conscious of your portions. Yeah, so you don't have to take it too seriously, especially yeah. if your goal is uh, not too crazy as just a small lifestyle change. Right, because if you want to get technical, you would have to find out. Body uh, weight, BW. Yeah, exactly. Right. You, you use a, I mean, there's calculators online. It's called a Mifflin St. Jor calculator. And that's. Wait, say it again. <laughs> Mifflin St. Jor. I think that's how you say it. Okay. Um, and so that helps you find. Well, this basically helps you track your macros, but you could use it to find out your 
caloric intake that your body needs mm -hmm. and it's you input your height your weight your age and your activity level and then it'll give you a i'm gonna try this out do. yeah and a lot of those calculators actually will show you like a general breakdown of the macros you should be getting okay so if you didn't want to like set it up yourself you could use theirs i'm gonna try it but you also mentioned portioning out your food when you say that do you mean like measuring everything and using a scale like how exactly do like you a drug dealer yeah <laughs> you gotta, you gotta, <laughs> right. how many grams of <laughs> um if you're just starting off you could just you know make them like a little bit smaller than you normally do if you're trying to lose weight but i definitely actually recommend measuring food especially i mean if you're doing macros you have to if you're tracking right. your macros you have to really weigh out your food so yeah i actually track i actually weigh all my food Damn, I repeat food a lot, dog. That's okay. It's what we're talking about, food. Thanks, so. I've ever need a weed scale. You got me? Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Ounces, grams. Got it all. <laughs> yeah, so I actually have, I purchased a scale and I w started weighing out all my food. So I just look at the nu nutrition label. It'll show you the serving size, usually in like ounces or grams. And then I'll just measure that out. And that's how I cook my meals too. I like it. So for Jeffrey out there, Someone in Jeffrey's position. That was his name, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yeah, so, yeah. So those are some tips. Now, uh, could we do one more person? Yeah, sure. All right. Stacy was Jeffrey's ex. <laughs> and Stacy broke up with Jeffrey because he was too hefty. Right. And now Stacy's getting into powerlifting. Let's say she's a, she's a little bit skinny, a little bit smaller, but she wants to bulk up. She wants to build more muscle. In terms of calories, in terms of macros, what should Stacy be doing research on and possibly changing with her diet? So in the so if you're trying to gain weight, I think the suggestion should especially with muscle training, because that's cause Stacy's she's, she's yeah buff. so she's she's trying to bulk up right <laughs> yeah so then you would want to be at a caloric surplus mm -hmm. and then is there any macros that you would want to focus on? I, I'm guessing protein. Yeah, yeah, it would probably be a higher protein higher carb and then like a lower fat mm. that's how come she cut jeffrey lower fat <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so for any caloric surplus or caloric deficit it's recommended that you subtract or add 500 calories from your from your like regular uh amount what is it average yeah. your your dri Daily recommend. I, I took nutrition. Yeah, yeah, but I fucking cheated, but I took it. <laughs> you took nutrition? Hell yeah. I didn't learn shit, though. <laughs> your DRI is like your daily recommended intake for calories, no? What the fuck well, basically, that? when you when you know. input your, your info in the calculator, mm -hmm. it'll give you your TDEE, which is your total daily energy expenditure. So oh. to make it easy, it's just the amount of calories that your body needs, like baseline. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, okay. so whatever that is, if you're trying to bulk up, you're adding 500 calories. To your to already. Number, to yeah. Your yeah, so 500, you're adding 500 calories a day. And if and you're trying to lose weight, you're minusing 500. You're subtracting 500. And Got it. the number is 500 because it is believed that there's 3,500 calories in a pound. So okay. at the end of the week, that's plus one pound or minus one pound. Oh. So a pound a week, pretty much. It's very... There's a lot of numbers, a lot of acronyms. A lot of numbers, yeah. That's why I feel like it's very int intimidating for a lot of people. And yeah. that's why I would recommend just if you want to get into it, just start doing calories first. It's a lot easier just tracking your calories and not worrying about the macros. Yeah. All right. So you helped out all the Stacys in the world. 
and you helped out all the Jeffries in the world. Uh, this was a great episode about macros, about conscious eating. You also got a little bit of meal prep action in there. And you also got to learn about Brennan, learn about his macro journey and where he's at in life because of it and where he's currently going. Before we close out this episode, I wanted to hand over the mic to my friend Brennan. So macros have had a really positive impact on my life and I never would have thought that doing something so simple could affect my life in such a drastic way. So by doing that, I felt like I had control over something in life. That sounds fucking dark. (laughs) (laughs) But no, like being able to track exactly what goes into my body gave me a a really like... It gave you ownership and like a sense of responsibility. (laughs) With with power comes, with great power comes great responsibility. All right, guys. So that was our episode about macros. Thank you, Brennan for coming on here and being our very first guest and sharing with us how macros has had a big impact on your life and how it's got you to where you are today. So before we leave you guys off, we do want to give you guys a lesson of the week. And Jai is going to go ahead and close this out for us. Yeah, Janelle, thank you. And thank you, Brennan, once again for coming on. Uh, It was great having you as a guest, but even more than that, it's great having a good friend as a guest to talk about something that Janelle and I are very, you know, passionate about. We're very passionate about creating a life that we are happy with. And that obviously includes eating because you need to eat, otherwise you die. (laughs) So being in control of what you eat in the sense of your calories, in the sense of your macros, ultimately leads to, you know, better fitness goals, a happier uh, emotional state, and just having more confidence and more responsibility and power over your life. And that's how come this macro episode does mean a lot to us. And if we were to leave you here with one thing, one little nugget of information, it would be define your fitness and body goals, and you can easily reach those by being cautious of what you're putting into your body. Hey, thanks for listening. If you liked the episode, please make sure to listen to others. And of course, give us a follow on at playing the hand you're dealt. You can find us on Apple, Spotify, and any other podcast platform, as well as on Instagram. If you follow us on those platforms, you can expect a new episode weekly with an inspirational quote to follow on our Instagram. And if you found this episode helpful, please share it with someone else who you think may get value out of it. If you have any feedback or would like to leave a review, we'd greatly appreciate it as we're always trying to grow and get better. Besides that, have a great fucking day, and we'll see you next week.